0: a little extra things and just making sure we have enough food all ready to hunker down read and really hope that the power stays
1: on
2: the winter weather warnings wrapping southern ontario in a holiday holding pattern from schools to stores to the skies how might mother nature impact father christmas
0: We are all on collective storm watch tonight, and while things are looking calm this hour, that is expected to change in a big way, and this system is already causing some significant disruptions. Good evening. Freezing rain, blowing snow, howling wind. It sounds messy. The formidable forecast, probably the last thing on anyone's festive wish list. And we'll break it down momentarily. But we
2: want to start with the developing information every family will want to hear. School boards right across the GTA not taking any chances with the conditions. That means closures and cancellations. CTV's Allison Hurst is live with what parents need to know. Allison.
1: Nathan, we spoke with a lot of parents, many of whom were surprised to learn that this was the last pickup before the holiday break. No busing necessary in the TDSB as the district, one of many, announces the holiday break is starting a day early closing schools tomorrow.
3: I'm so devastated after two
1: years of mismanagement of schools to be given a note, an email at three eleven on the day before the last day of school. It's just unacceptable. Flora Berwick has 9 and 11 year old kids and says the timing is terrible. I haven't had time to plan. I have no idea how tomorrow is going to, to work out. The Toronto District School Board is just one of many closing ahead of tomorrow's expected winter wallop. Also the Toronto Catholic Board, Dufferin Peel Catholic, York Region, York Catholic, Durham District, Durham Catholic, Halton District, Halton Catholic and Peel.
4: Based on the forecast uh, sometime tomorrow it's not going to be good to be out there so that's why we made the decision.
1: The storm is forecast to start with rain today, but temperatures are expected to drop and strong winds predicted, which could make driving treacherous.
4: When you start looking at this forecast, you hear some of the, the terms they're throwing around, generational storm, massive storm, uh, every adjective in the book. You start looking at the forecast, you're looking at the warnings being issued and the, and the weather maps. Based on that, we felt, look, why wait until tomorrow morning? Uh, to make the decision, let's give people as much notice as possible.
1: John Flett said he hadn't heard yet.
5: We're Canadians; we should be used to this weather. So, uh, kids should go to school. We should go to work, but still be safe if we can. And
1: according to Environment Canada, this storm is set to kick off sometime later this afternoon.
0: Reporting live, I'm Allison Hurst. Nathan, back to you.
2: All right, thank you, Allison. This is a day of gearing up ahead of what's expected to be a frightful Friday.
0: That menacing mix inching its way closer to our region. And priority number one is keeping things moving. But it's easier said than done, as we all know. Our Austin Delaney is live with more on that. Austin.
6: Yeah, the city transportation department saying this storm is going to be a tricky one to get ahead of. Before it's over, we're going to see a little bit of everything, starting with rain, some sleet, some freezing rain, some ice, some snow, and then high winds. Picking up supplies during the calm before the storm. I just got a brand new shovel. I wore mine out, so I'm gonna get one ready and getting it ready
5: for the snow. Okay. And what uh, what are you most worried about? People are, you know, we freezing, are... freezing yeah. rain. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, I went through the last one uh, about 10 years ago when it came through, and my power was cut out of my house all, all through Christmas. So for like a good five or seven days, so it was bad.
6: The city says it has learned from past storms and it has been keeping an eye on this one coming forecasting rain this evening into the night.
7: And then it will shift to freezing rain and then very quickly over to snow. So this is going to be probably one of our most challenging, tricky uh, storms that we've had to deal with because of the event that it turns over from rain to freezing rain so quickly. Its
6: arsenal of salters and plows will be moved from the yards to strategic spots close to their roots
7: so they are ready in place when it's time to work. The weather is going to change extremely quickly, there's going to be high winds so we have to try to get on top of it as quickly as we can.
6: The first line of defence will be the salters as the wet roads get coated with ice from the freezing
7: rain. We're expecting the rain to turn over to freezing rain very quickly and we're going to have to salt uh, as quickly as we can. We will then be hopefully uh, given an opportunity to salt a few rounds so that creates a base and as a result you won't have as high accumulation but in the event that the snow comes just shortly thereafter we will be
6: plowing. They are using equipment that can both salt and plow allowing the driver to quickly transition to plowing while salting at the same time. They expect the cleanup to run
7: through to Christmas Day and into next week. While it is a holiday season and it is difficult to get people to come, but nevertheless I'm uh, confident that we are prepared from a staffing perspective. The biggest problem?
6: Getting ahead of the ice. And City Transportation says if you don't have to be out in this storm, don't be out in the storm. I had a chance to speak to a cashier at one of the big grocery stores telling me it has suddenly unexpectedly picked up as people change their plans. I plan now to stay home. We're live. I'm Austin Delaney. Nathan? Alright, thank
2: you Austin. Right, let's bring in Lindsay Morrison. Lindsay, please take us through the next couple of days.
8: Well, there's a lot to unpack here, Nathan and I want to be clear that for the City of Toronto this is going to be less a storm about measurable snowfall amounts. We'll get some snow. The big concerns though that flash freeze potential and also the very powerful winds. We're starting to see some showers make their way in through the east GTA over toward Kingston. There's already some snow in that part of the province too. This is a massive low pressure system. What's uh, spectacular about about it. Uh, first and foremost are the very strong winds that are going to accompany it into the day tomorrow. So much so that Environment Canada has already issued a blizzard warning for Niagara Falls. This is where winds could exceed 100 kilometres per hour. It's a winter storm warning widespread across the GTA. Encompassing this, we have measurable snow and also those very strong winds that could create blowing snow and drifting during the day tomorrow if you're out on the roadways. Whiteout conditions look like a real possibility. Ahead of that, again, We'll see some rain that flips over to snow. A flash freeze potential. So whether you're in your car or getting around by foot, conditions are expected to be slippery. And that's not all. That's tomorrow. The temperature is going to drop rapidly. Saturday, we are into a multi-day lake effect snow event. This is mainly going to impact areas outside of the GTA, but could have impacts on us here in Toronto too. So we'll detail this further with a look at your weather forecast. For now though, Nathan, I'm going to send it over to you.
2: All right. Thank you, Lindsay. And make sure to keep up to date with every development with this storm system from school and transit closures to a detailed forecast you can find it all at ctvnewstoronto.ca our team is staying on top of everything for you
0: and straight ahead under the weather in a different way another factor that might affect your weekend plans how many people do you know who are sick right now the season's must-have item cold and flu medication
2: Meanwhile, the toll of extreme weather in other parts of the country is being felt by those trying to escape what's on the way here.
0: Many people heading to the airport still unsure of whether they'll get to their destination in time for Christmas. CTV's John Musselman is live at Pearson Airport tonight with the latest. John.
5: Well, Michelle, you might describe this as rush hour and the departure level at Terminal 1. There are thousands of people in here lining up at the kiosk to, and they're very grateful to be hopefully getting out tonight before the weather turns. The Great Escape is now underway at Pearson. Families heading just about everywhere this holiday break.
1: We are going to Turks and Caicos. We're very excited. We're going scuba diving tomorrow. Uh,
6: We feel great about it. Hopefully we do get out. We're already delayed four hours. Um, And yeah, we can't wait to get on the plane.
5: There are some delays at Pearson, a few hours mostly on the departure board, but it's nothing like the situation out west. Snow in B.C., freezing temperatures in Alberta. This family arrived from Calgary last night after an eight-hour delay. They're excited to be on their way to sunny Florida for Christmas. Family's all meeting up in Fort Myers, and uh, yeah, so we're just gonna go down there for the break. And and so we left Calgary yesterday.
3: It was like minus 48
9: when we left, and it was super cold. So getting
4: lower every
5: day.
9: I'm glad to uh, get away from the cold.
5: That family just left Calgary. This man is heading there to see his daughter. He just got back from the Dominican Republic a day ago. Going from plus 30. What's the temperature in Calgary? Uh, my daughter said it's
10: close to minus 40. <laughs> and I forgot my gloves.
9: Well, I'm heading to Spain, Mallorca. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I have to take three flights to get home.
5: Getting anywhere in time may be an issue over the next few days with a major storm headed our way. De icing operations and runway clearing will be deployed to keep as much air traffic moving as possible. Airport officials are keeping a close eye on this approaching system.
9: The good news for passengers is right now it looks as if the morning is going to be okay. The weather is not going to change until a little, little later. That's really good news because we have a morning bank of departures that's very busy. So we're hoping that that is going to go as planned and we can get as many people off to their holiday destinations as possible.
5: Still Friday afternoon right through to Sunday could cause departure delays if the freezing rain, snow and powerful winds are bad. It will take additional time to prepare the aircraft and keep those runways clear. Passengers should keep checking with their airlines for any updates. It seems to be changing by the hour. They're dealing with some uh, storm issues in the U.S. Midwest, so we are seeing some cancellations on the board here at Pearson. This is something you'll have to watch over the next 48 hours. Reporting live inside Pearson, I'm John Musselman. I'll send it back to you. All right, thank you, John. A
2: new storm barreling towards B.C.'s south coast is adding to the challenges at Vancouver's International Airport
11: another 25 centimeters across the region if the forecasts hold and that means uh, that'll be two years worth of snow in, uh, in about uh, four days period.
2: So far today flights have been steadily arriving and departing but the airport is advising passengers to check their flight status from home. In order to clear the backlog from the earlier storm the airport has suspended some international arrivals until tomorrow.
0: And as John Musselman mentioned, that major blast of Arctic air coming for central Canada is also impacting most of the U.S. mainland. More than 3,800 flights have been canceled so far south of the border on what was expected to be the busiest day of pre-Christmas travel. With millions of people also driving to their holiday destinations, emergency officials are urging Americans to take the winter storm extremely seriously.
2: Meanwhile, there are some folks making the most of this busy travel season. CTV's Beth McDonnell is live at Union Station with some of those stories. Beth.
12: Nathan, there's a buzz at Union Station tonight. Holiday travelers are on the the move, excited to celebrate with loved ones. The suitcases are packed with surprises. And so far, the trains are on time as the holiday rush at Union Station is back on. The Ogle family is making their annual train trip to Quebec.
5: We can uh, have fun, open
2: presents, be with the family and have fun.
12: Have you asked for a special gift this year? Bring
7: together to get a dragon stuffed animal.
12: And have you been good? Do you think that's down the pipeline or? Mm, so, so. As the storm threatens travel plans, many train goers are happy to dash out of the city sooner rather than later. Some managed to move up bookings. The Ogles had tickets in advance.
8: We typically have a Christmas lunch as opposed to dinner, and we typically uh, throw in some Caribbean dishes sometimes uh, as well, along with your traditional turkey and uh, stuffing, etc., etc. Et so yeah, and of course we're we're gonna get out in the snow and we're gonna do some tubing for sure because there's gonna be a lot of snow. My three different batches of gingerbread. It's a little.
9: I have way more in
12: there. Bryn Williams <laughs> is heading east with freshly baked gingerbread to be with her dad. It's tradition to bring it as a gift.
9: He just moved a few years ago out of like Mississauga into the middle of nowhere, um, and I've Been to that house only a few times so um, and this is my first christmas at that house so there's a lot of a lot of feelings very overwhelming christmas feelings via rail says travel volumes are
12: almost at the same levels compared to before the pandemic
5: oh it's our
4: favorite moment of the year this is a time and especially after a couple years of uh of uh stress stressful years um we're finally uh seeing smile back
12: it's a holiday season being felt with a renewed sense of freedom THIS COUPLE HAS A LONG-DISTANCE RELATIONSHIP, SEPARATED IN ONTARIO AND NEW Brunswick. IT'S ALWAYS NICE TO KIND OF GET BACK TOGETHER AND THEN FOR THE FIRST TIME I'M GOING TO BE SEEING SOME OF MY FAMILY MEMBERS THAT WE'VE ONLY KIND OF SEEN ONCE OR TWICE OR THROUGH A CAR WINDOW, SO I'M DEFINITELY EXCITED TO SEE THAT. And Nwiki is visiting an old friend who just had a baby.
13: I feel great. I mean, normally I would have called them on Zoom and that would have been boring and stressful. So this is awesome.
12: Matthew Prevost had an early Christmas with his girlfriend's family for the first time.
4: That was wonderful. Big family. I had a lot of fun.
12: Now he's making the journey home, looking forward to being with his family. Via rail says tomorrow will be the busiest day to travel and advises people arrive early. Reporting live outside Union Station, on Beth McDonnell. Nathan, back to you.
2: All right. Thank you, Beth. Later tonight, snow accumulation concerns, forcing the sudden closure of a popular arena. How long the emergency roof repairs will last. When you think of the sounds of the season, carols and jingle bells likely come to mind. But this year, you're also probably hearing plenty of coughs and sniffles.
0: And finding some relief remains a tall task. Empty shelves, not for presents, but at pharmacies. CTV's Mike Walker is live with more Mike.
14: Well, Michelle, Nathan, we visited a number of pharmacies today. In some cases found the shelves were empty. Others had a limited supply of cold and flu medication. Now, the federal government is working on importing supplies from other countries, but pharmacists say it's just not meeting the demand. An all-too-familiar sight on pharmacy shelves where cold and flu medication is typically kept. There's none on the shelves. An ongoing hunt for parents amid a limited supply of pediatric pain and fever medicine.
12: They have it, but still not enough. It's sad that when you need it, there's no available. My friend brought some home from the States about a
6: month ago, so that was very helpful.
14: I have maybe four bottles. Pharmacist Carolyn Chu says the supply has recently increased after Ottawa secured foreign shipments of children's medicine last month, but... they come in, they gone in a few days. Forcing Chu to keep the limited stock behind the counter and to ration it. So I have to
13: do the ordering three times a day, every day, to see if any stock coming. in.
14: Health Canada says it has imported nearly 1.9 million bottles of children's acetaminophen and ibuprofen to help ease the months-long shortage. But the Ontario Pharmacists Association says the global shipment still can't meet the unprecedented demand.
0: We're still seeing a situation where demand is quite high. And the supply is not uh, robust enough yet to declare ourselves out of a shortage situation.
14: This as children's hospitals continue to experience a wave of respiratory illnesses. And while pharmacists say they can compound cold and flu medication, it's a back order of common children's antibiotics that is becoming a growing concern. We had a situation just this morning where the child needed a dose of amoxicillin suspension.
4: AND THERE'S JUST NONE LEFT. There has BEEN BACK ORDERED FOR
14: OVER A MONTH AT THIS POINT. PROMPTING PHARMACIST KIRO MESSE TO THINK OUTSIDE THE BOX, CRUSHING TABLETS TO FULFILL TWO SEPARATE PEDIATRIC PRESCRIPTIONS THIS MORNING.
5: THERE'S NO FORMULA TO CREATE A SUSPENSION. HOPEFULLY
14: WE'LL BE PREVENTING A HOSPITALIZATION FOR THIS CHILD. CRITICS ARE CALLING FOR A NATIONAL STRATEGY ON pharmaceuticals AND A LONG-TERM SOLUTION but in a year-end interview with the Canadian press, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said he doesn't know if ramping up domestic productions is the right approach.
4: With kids, there's very limited tools in our toolbox when we're treating them. So it's a no-brainer. You have to start doing, or like manufacturing pediatric medications here
5: in canada
14: in the meantime health canada says it's working with companies to facilitate importing more children's medicine from other countries now the ontario Pharmacists association says it anticipates another shipment of children's medicine next month we asked health canada about this they didn't clarify exactly how much or when that shipment will arrive reporting live on mike walker back to you
0: thank you mike SickKid's hospital says an ongoing cybersecurity incident could prompt longer wait times for children and families. The hospital declared a code gray on Sunday after detecting the breach, which has now been identified as a ransomware attack. SickKids says it's working with law enforcement and third-party experts to get all systems back online as soon as possible, but that could take weeks. It also says there's no evidence personal information was impacted. At the same time, the hospital says clinical teams are facing some delays accessing lab and imaging results. A statement from SickKids says wait times for some patients will be longer as a result. Urgent and emergency care remains available. Scheduled appointments and procedures are also continuing while the impacted systems are brought back online. Toronto
2: police are investigating a stabbing in Rexdale that left a man with life-threatening injuries. It happened just before 9 this morning in an apartment near Jamestown Crescent and John Garland Boulevard. Police say the victim tried to get help at Greenholm Junior Middle School and there was no risk to students at any time. A hold and secure order was lifted by mid-afternoon. And it's incidents like that which have some Torontonians questioning the safety of the city right now. We've seen some horrific examples in recent weeks of extreme violence playing out in public places.
0: The mayor is saying re-establishing that sense of security is top of mind heading into 2023. Here's CTV's Scott Lightfoot.
13: From stabbings on the subway to shootings at schools to the alleged swarming murder of a homeless man, it has been a violent end to the year in Toronto.
10: Every one of those incidents you mentioned, and there are a number of others you didn't list, are, are horrifying. But let's remember, they are actually quite isolated. And I'm not minimizing them, the horror of them. I'm not saying they didn't happen. They did happen, and they're horrifying. And you have to look at the trend with respect to those. And and I think the trend has been a little bit disconcerting in recent times because there seem to be more of them. But the fact remains
13: that Toronto is still a very safe city. In a year-end interview with CTV News, Mayor John Tory said his belief that Toronto is a safe city has not changed. And he's planning a number of actions for next year to keep it that way, including more money in the next budget for transit safety officers and Toronto Police.
10: They're going to get an increase. It's going to be responsible. It's going to be very targeted, and so people will easily be able to understand what the increase is for. Um, But there's going to be an increase because I think the public dramatically, overwhelmingly believe that that if it's done responsibly, it's necessary in order to address some of these community safety issues that are out there.
13: Tory says there will also be more money allocated to those who work in street outreach and frontline mental health crisis response. Black the mayor says he will also continue to push the, the provincial and federal governments to take to action. I have to
10: advocate, as I will do, and I'll do it loud and, and long and frequently in 2023 on mental health, to say it is unacceptable. It is... Beyond, um, you know, comprehension that a wealthy, compassionate country like ours doesn't have a proper system in place to deal with people who are suffering from mental illness, including post-pandemic. And then on things like bail, I'll I'll continue. I mean, I I feel sometimes myself like a broken record. But the police will tell you or, or the viewers. They have repeated and numerous instances of people who get out on bail over and over and over again on firearms offenses. And this doesn't make sense. Why are we continuing to arrest these people and let them out when they clearly show what they're going to do when they're put out on bail?
13: The mayor says among other issues, he plans to make keeping the city
10: safe a top priority for 2023. Next year when we meet at this time, I will hope that I can report progress on all of those because that's what people expect me to do, get things done. That's what I'll be doing for the next 12 months and the next four years. Scott Lightfoot, CTV News.
0: The prospect of heavy snow is forcing the sudden closure of a West End arena.
2: Concerned the roof can't hold up to the weight of a storm, CTV's Sean Leethong reports.
11: It's the last day to play inside George Bell Arena. High school teams Western Tech and Harvard meeting in the afternoon, one of the last before the rink is abruptly closed, the announcement coming as a surprise.
0: It's a shock to me.
1: It's where we all play hockey in this community.
11: According to the city, an engineer identified concerns that the roof may not be stable if more than 30 centimeters of snow falls. In a statement saying, given the winter season out of an abundance of caution and to allow for additional engineering investigation, the arena will be closed to the public beginning late December, potentially until March 2023 and... City staff are working with the Board of Management and ice user groups in relocation options including unused ice time and other facilities. Holiday hockey camps have been successfully relocated and staff are working directly with the arena's permit holders. Neil Doctro runs a holiday hockey camp at George Bell Arena. He says that he was told work needed to be done way back in 2020 but was continuously pushed back. Now he says the relocation offering is not
5: sufficient. I feel dejected, I feel helpless, I feel terrible for these families.
11: Now he says some are asking for refunds and he's forced to cut staff.
0: Well, we were going to have 19 staff including our morning staff and our uh, which is pre-program and then during our day staff. So, we'll probably cut it down to about 9 9 staff for the day.
11: Dr. O isn't sure if he'll be able to operate the camps at all. At the arena office, Deidre Norman found out yesterday she's trying to help several leagues rebook ice times. She says staff is covered short term, but...
1: In the long term, uh, I'm hoping that the city and the board can come up with solutions because nobody wants to be unemployed.
11: With the arena shutting down for an undetermined amount of time, that's exactly what they're afraid of. So while administrators, coaches, players and especially staff are hopeful that they will find an accommodation... The abrupt closure of George Bell Arena means they just don't know. Sean Leithong, CTV News.
2: The Ford government is pushing ahead with building homes in the Greenbelt, while acknowledging there is broad opposition to the plan. The province has passed regulations removing environmental protections in several areas. Multi-platform writer Phil Sikorus has the details on the deluge of public feedback to the plan and how the government is responding. That's at CTVNewsToronto.ca.
0: Overseas now, Ukraine's president has returned to his country after that high-profile trip to Washington, D.C.
10: we good results, with really
12: helps.
0: Volodymyr Zelensky said in an address that his visit to the U.S. delivered what he called good results. It was his first time overseas since the start of Russia's invasion. U.S. President Joe Biden committed nearly $2 billion U.S. in military aid. It included the Patriot Missile Air Defense System to defend against Moscow's attacks on Ukrainian infrastructure. Russian President Vladimir Putin today called the patriot systems, quote, quite old, saying his forces would find a way to counter.
2: Meanwhile, the head of the United Nations nuclear watchdog met with Russian officials in Moscow today. Rafael Grossi met with Russian military and state atomic energy officials to try and set up a protection zone around that occupied nuclear plant in Ukraine. Russian troops still control the Zaporizhia plant, and Moscow and Kiev have accused each other Of unsafe military operations nearby. Grossi said the important thing is to prevent a nuclear accident. He called the talks substantive, useful, and frank.
0: Dozens of women protested in the Afghan capital of Kabul over Taliban government's decision to halt access to university education for women. The country's Taliban rulers ordered women to stop attending all private and public universities. Soon afterwards, the hardline Islamist group banned girls from middle school and high school. The moves have been met with widespread international condemnation.
13: Any prospect that the Taliban seeks for improved relations with uh, with the world, with the international community, which is something that uh, they want and uh, we
2: know that they need, that is not going to happen. If they continue
10: on this course,
0: several Muslim majority countries have criticized the actions of the Taliban. Uh, Turkey's foreign minister said barring women from education was neither Islamic nor humane. The Taliban said foreigners shouldn't interfere in Afghanistan's internal affairs.
2: Pope Francis issued a warning today to bureaucrats working at the Vatican not to believe that they're perfect. Pope Francis made those comments in his annual Christmas greeting to the cardinals, bishops, and priests who work in the Holy See. He said it might be easy to think that they're beyond reproach or immune from evil because they work in the heart of the church. He called on them to instead reflect and remember that they're not better than anyone else.
0: And Christmas came early for hundreds of winners across Spain as the country took part in his annual lottery known as El Gordo or the big one. In Madrid, one woman won 400,000 euros after losing her job at a cafe two years ago. This year's total pot for the lottery was a whopping 2.5 billion euros, about 3.5 billion Canadian. Much of that is awarded in smaller prizes. Coming up, delayed by space junk, NASA's astronauts venture out on a spacewalk. How the seven-hour mission today went and what it means for the International Space Station.
13: An iPad 4 and I'm Pat Coming up on Consumer Alert, do you have someone on your holiday shopping list that's hard to buy for? Now there is a store in Toronto selling rare snacks, exotic drinks and candy treats from your youth. They also have cereals, cookies and other items from around the world. I'll have that story just ahead.
8: 4 degrees this hour in the city of Toronto. We will hold close to that overnight, hence the rain. It's into tomorrow morning that things are going to get a little bit complicated. We'll see a change from rain to snow. Then in the afternoon, blowing snow. That's where the winds pick up the snow that's already on the ground, reducing visibility. And it looks as though conditions are going to be slippery and unsettled right through the day tomorrow. If you don't have to travel, it's best advised that you stay off the roads if you can. We're going to talk a little bit about how much snow is in the forecast when it comes to your holiday weekend.
1: That's ahead here on CTV News. My name is Joseph, and I'm going
9: to be saying Merry Christmas to you in Arabic. Eid Milat Said. Hi, my name
0: is Sarah, and I'm going to wish you Merry Christmas in Tamil. i you
2: if you've ever traveled to another country, you know they have different foods, snacks, and drinks that we can't get here in Canada.
0: But now there's a store in Toronto offering up rare, tasty, and exotic treats from around the world. Pat Foran took a visit there for Consumer Alert. What did you find, Pat?
13: I found some interesting stuff, Michelle and Nathan. Usually if you get a craving for a pineapple Fanta, giant Skittles, or a payday chocolate bar, you would be out of luck. But now there is a store in Toronto specializing in rare and interesting snacks that are hard to find anywhere else. From the outside, this Dankmart location on Queen Street West looks unassuming, but once you get inside, you'll find all kinds of wild and wonderful treats like chocolate bars from the U.S.
1: Um, our Baby Ruth chocolate bars here, the big hunk are definitely a throwback. A lot of people love the hundred grand too.
13: Candy you won't find anywhere else, like sweet tart ropes, bazooka bubblegum, and remember pop rocks?
1: I definitely remember getting them for like super cheap at the convenience store, they're really fun, you throw them in your mouth and they're going to pop right away.
13: And energy drinks you've never heard of.
1: Starburst, Skittles, Sour Patch Kids ones as well.
13: Dank is the ultimate place to shop if you're after rare snacks, exotic drinks and flavours you've never tried before.
1: We do get a lot from the states as well, so like the Dunkin' Donuts, Pumpkin Spice, Goldfish, the Fruit Punch Peeps down here, um, and the Strawberries and Cream Hostess Minis as well. So things that aren't typically available in Canada.
13: The store also carries many hard-to-find international items. You can buy cereal from Mexico, some Sun Chips from South Korea, and even a
4: Kit Kat from Dubai. Dank is like uh, high-quality, premium, the best.
13: Kevin Wong says Dankmart opened in Toronto this year after having two successful locations in Vancouver. The store caters to the curious and nostalgic and international students or visitors looking for a taste of home.
4: A lot of items you haven't seen before, like, you know, say Fantas and sodas from around the world, Skittles, cereals, chips or like flavour that you might have not seen.
13: If you can't make it to the Toronto or Vancouver locations, Dank Mart has moved many of its products to its website with worldwide shipping. So if you get a craving for a Charleston Chew of Pepsi Max Cherry or Chili and Lime Pringles, you can order them online. The store is hoping to expand and bring in more products that may be childhood favourites or tasty snacks from around the world. And the store also sells gift boxes where you don't know what kind of snacks and treats are inside. Could be something for someone who is hard to buy for who might enjoy a surprise. On your side, I'm Pat Foran. If you have a consumer story idea, email us at alert at ctv.ca.
0: Okay, I'm just going to say it, because I know people at home are feeling this way. This weather system is so annoying, Mm -hmm. given that for years now, right, Christmas has been disrupted, for the most part, pandemic-related. Now things are relatively normal, and plans are getting impacted, though, by weather.
2: Yeah, it's rough for those who are traveling, especially coming from out of town, trying to get here for Christmas, etc. It is rough, but at least we have Lindsay here to break it down and maybe we can sort of navigate around it.
8: Well, I'll be honest, this is a difficult forecast for me too because we don't want to concern anyone. We don't want people necessarily cancelling their plans unnecessarily, but we do feel a duty to share with you what is a possibility with this storm. And it's been called a a once-in-a-generation storm for good reason, mainly when it comes to things like the winds, the flash freeze potential. There's lots to talk about when it comes to this forecast. We're going to break it down for you. There are things you can do in advance today before the weather really gets active, maybe plan for potential power outages. Maybe put an emergency kit in your vehicle if you do have to travel for the holidays. Let's give you an idea of the timing and how much snow and how strong the winds could be. All of that right now in your forecast. Weather is brought to you by Trane, the most reliable heating and cooling brand. It's hard to to stop a train. Here's a big picture look at our low pressure system. It hasn't deepened just yet, but it is going to. And when that happens, this low could drop 24 millibars in 24 hours, and that is enough to categorize this as a weather bomb. You can see even based on, we put the isobars on here, and when you see them this tight and compact, that's indicative of the very strong winds that we're going to experience. Environment Canada calling them damaging. Power outages look like a real possibility this weekend in many Different parts of the province. But as you can see, based on our patchwork here of weather watches and warnings, uh, what you get with this storm is really going to depend on where you are. So once again, there's a blizzard warning in effect for Niagara Falls, as well as for areas to the east of Georgian Bay and south, uh, pardon me, south of Georgian Bay and east of Lake Huron. Environment Canada not mincing words with this one. They're calling it a crippling blizzard potential and advising you to stay off the roads uh, if you don't have to travel. It's a winter storm warning for us here in the city of Toronto don't necessarily think Toronto is going to reach the criteria of snowfall amounts that often associate uh, with a winter storm warning. We could see anywhere from 5 to 15 centimetres. Many areas will see less than that but as you'll notice outside of Toronto measurable snowfall amounts that in some cases exceed 30 centimeters maybe exceed 40 centimeters and that's thanks to in part the lake effect snow that's really going to kick in as we make our way into Saturday and Sunday just want to pause this for a second to show you some of the peak wind gusts that we could be dealing with tomorrow this is what I think is a major concern so there's Friday afternoon close to 100 kilometers per hour gusts in and around Hamilton close to about 110k in Niagara very strong here in Toronto as well if you haven't had an opportunity to secure your holiday decorations outside maybe an inflatable santa might want to do that tonight before the winds really intensify and they're going to be with us right through the day saturday and in some cases into sunday too here's the forecast radar there's 8 a.m so you can see we've got rain around toronto it's quickly going to flip over to snow flash freezing event a possibility and then the snow really blows and drifts right through the nighttime hours into the day on saturday you'll notice that the snow again not over heavy for us in the city of Toronto but elsewhere we are looking at winds and localized snow squalls uh, bringing that snow measurable snow right through Saturday and into Sunday you can see that squall line trying to reach for the city of Toronto just keep in mind that things could could get dicey especially if you have to be on some of the major roads and I think some of the rural roads in other parts of Ontario we could see closures into Saturday and Sunday too. There's your Friday morning temperature one degree rain goes to snow look at the quick change we're going to drop to about minus six in the afternoon and then Friday night brings us some of our coldest air of the season so far we are yet to experience a cold, core temperature in the minus double digits that's going to happen uh, with the wind chill factor in the winds I should say and the wind chill number will be around minus 20 in some cases very unsettled for the weekend we start to see some improvements on sunday still a few flurries and then finally conditions are looking better for getting around on monday which is boxing day hopefully some sunshine and then some warmer temperatures through the middle part of next week that's your look at the weather for now nathan over to you all
2: right thank you Lindsay. also tonight an eye-opening look at just how quickly fire can spread Life-saving insights from Toronto's fire chief to keep your holidays safe and free of flames.
0: Something I really like to do in the holidays is go snowboarding with my friend Raina, tobogganing, and we all whenever we go there, we always have so much fun, and when
9: we leave it's basically dark out. Gazuar Festa
0: They are the kind of preventable tragedies we hear about all too often, and we're talking about house fires.
2: Tonight, a holiday reminder about staying safe. CTV's Janice Golding reports.
0: As you can see, a fire
3: can take off very quickly. Just look at these images released by the Ontario Fire Marshal's office today. The most important part of this video, well, watch the timer on the right. <laughs> the home smoke alarm sounded off within just 13 seconds, which Toronto Fire Services says highlights just how vitally important these devices are.
13: We know um, from our own analytics that nearly 60% of single-family home fires in the last five years did not have a working smoke alarm in the home at the time of the fire. Sadly, uh, there was 19 people that lost their lives during that same
11: period of time.
3: Heating, holiday decorations, trees, candles, and winter storms all increase fire risk during the winter months. And that's why Toronto Fire Services has launched a new awareness campaign focusing on how you can keep your loved ones safe. The key message is ensure you have working smoke alarms outside all sleeping areas and on every floor. Change alarm batteries every six months. Replace smoke alarms every ten years. They don't last forever. And test smoke alarms monthly to make sure they work. If you go online, the campaign also offers up a QR code and link so people can embed reminder dates in their devices to change their smoke alarm batteries twice a year.
13: We have one goal, and our goal is zero fire fatalities or critical injuries in our city. We're, uh, we're a long way off that right now, but this is one of the, this campaign will certainly get us there.
3: Toronto Fire says you may have just one or two minutes to safely escape your home once a smoke alarm goes off, so every second counts. Janice Golding, CTV News.
2: As hospitals brace for a post-holiday surge in respiratory virus cases, the province gave a COVID-19 update this afternoon. As of Tuesday, a total of 1,221 patients were hospitalized with the virus across Ontario. And that's not far from similar highs in recent months, but it comes as a high number of patients are also admitted with influenza and RSV. The Ministry of Health recorded 49 more deaths from covid in the week leading up to Tuesday.
0: In England, five more children have died from a bacterial infection known as strep A. The UK's health security agency says 21 people under the age of 18 have now died and there have been 94 deaths across all age groups. Medical experts say in most cases, the condition can be treated by antibiotics. Two children have died of strep A in Montreal. Cases have also been reported in Ontario.
2: All six charges of sexual assault against British singer Rex Orange County have been dropped.
0: It
1: takes hope you agree. The
2: singer, whose real name is Alexander O'Connor, was accused of assaulting a woman six separate times in London last June. He said in a statement that the Crown Prosecution Service reviewed the evidence in his case and found no merit in taking the case to trial. He added that he has always denied the allegations and thanked loved ones for their support.
0: If a Canadian city has its way, the next season of a hit HBO series could be set a lot closer to home.
5: Welcome to the White
8: Lotus in Sicily.
0: Season two of White Lotus was set at a hotel in Italy after the series debuted at a Hawaiian resort. And now there's a push from Quebec City's tourism board For season three to be filmed there. Officials pointed out the city has a world-famous hotel, the Chateau Fontenac, and no shortage of other beautiful sights.
10: Stars tonight is brought to you by Lastman's Bad Boy.
11: Who's better? Nobody.
14: One of my favorite memories from Christmas is when I was playing in the snow when I was younger. And one of my favorite
7: memories is when I first came to Canada when I was seven and I played in the snow.
14: So my favorite Christmas
2: memory was when I was back in Nigeria where Santa came to the estate and was handing out gifts to everybody.
1: What is my favorite part of Christmas time for me is that when I was in elementary school, I used to play in the snow a lot.
4: We felt lucky. Why wait until tomorrow morning uh, to make the decision? Let's give people as much notice as possible. Updating
2: our top stories, school boards in Toronto and across the GTA are calling off classes tomorrow as a massive winter storm gets underway. Some parents were frustrated the decision wasn't announced earlier. Officials say they're acting in response to dire warnings in the forecast.
7: So this is going to be probably one of the most challenging, tricky uh, storms that we've had to deal with.
0: City crews are preparing for the task of keeping roads safe and open. Salters and plows are being moved to strategic locations so they're already in place when needed. The cleanup is expected to stretch into next week.
6: We feel great about it. Hopefully we do get out. We're
2: already delayed four hours. And the storm is arriving just as many travelers head to the airport for holiday travel. Pearson Airport says it's hopeful departures will continue smoothly through the morning, but then delays become more likely. Airlines are advising passengers to check their flight status before heading to the airport.
0: On the markets, the Canadian dollar was down a fraction to close at 73.31 U.S. American benchmark oil slipped 80 cents a barrel to 77.49. And the TSX Composite Index fell 221 points to close at 19,349.
2: After the break high above Earth, astronauts were busy today finally completing a tricky task outside the International Space Station. We'll show you how it went. While many of us are keeping an eye on the weather, NASA was focusing on events today much higher
4: above Earth.
0: Astronauts taking part in a spacewalk to install a key piece of equipment on the International Space Station. CTV's Genevieve Bouchemin has more.
4: Uh, a fix now uh, of Josh Cassada's spacesuit.
0: NASA astronauts Josh Cassida and Frank Rubio ventured
9: into space. Three, two, one. They're on a mission to boost power to the International Space Station, installing rollout solar arrays. All
4: of these designed to actually boost the overall output uh, of the electrical system on board the station by about 30%.
9: The seven-hour spacewalk was scheduled for Wednesday, but was delayed by garbage. A piece of an old Russian rocket floated too close to the station, forcing mission control to fire up thrusters and move out of the way.
14: We had an orbital debris notification, and we had to do an altitude adjustment of the space station.
9: Debris has been building up in space for years, and 2022 started out with news of three tons of junk walloping the far side of the moon, carving out a crater big enough for several tractor trailers. We're not at a huge problem right now, but if we don't do anything in the next decade, Couple decades, I think it's going to get a lot worse. Is there a handle on the backside of this? NASA's spacewalk today did go ahead after one PLAN for Russia's cosmonauts was scrapped earlier this month. The Soyuz rocket docked to the ISS sprang a leak, sprang coolant into space, making it appear on these images as if it was in the middle of a snowstorm. An inspection using Canadarm2, the Canadian built robotic arm, provided images and data. So far, And engineers Uh, have now ruled out the hole in the leaky spacecraft was caused by a nearby meteor shower.
14: So we got some work to do with imagery to to better understand if it was a meteorite hit or if it was a um, uh, a hardware issue and that work is in front of us.
9: And that Soyuz is supposed to be the right home for some of the crew aboard the International Space Station now. And so the Russian Space Agency is now looking at whether it has to send up another lifeboat of sorts. Jeune Vie à Beauchemin CTV News
0: Montréal space junk was a concern for them. Down here on Earth, it's a storm system. What are the key takeaways? Okay,
8: so we're starting to see some showers and drizzle make its way into southern Ontario. One more look at the satellite and radar. This is just uh, round one. We're going to see some rain overnight and again, we're going to switch over to snow tomorrow. There's one more look at the watches and warnings in place. Winter storm warning for Toronto, blizzard warning for Niagara. Let's break it down for Friday. This should give you an idea of the timing of the transition happening at the tail end of the morning commute. And then I do have concerns for tomorrow afternoon and evening on the roads. One more look at your seven-day forecast. Stay safe, everyone, through the holiday weekend. Nathan and Michelle.
2: All right. Thank you, Lindsay. Be sure to join Morella Fernandez tonight at 11 for CTV National News, followed by Pauline Chan with our next local newscast at 11.30.
0: In the meantime, our coverage continues anytime on CP24 and online at ctvnewstoronto.ca.
2: For Lindsay and all of us at CTV News, thank you for watching and have a good night.